There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble At the sound of that name Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Did you rest well? Are you ready? Are you ready? How many of you know that God has changed your name? Your name is I'm going to let you say your name. So you, you call yourself Pastor So and So, Reverend So and So, Bishop So and So, Mr. So and So, So and So, Mega Church. Do you understand it? So, Bishop Richard, Mega Church Pastor uh, Jamna. Wow. So lift up your hand and say your name. Say your name. Say your name to somebody. It is happening to you. I say it is happening to you. It is happening to you. Hallelujah. God will cause people to flow into your church. I said, get ready because God will cause people to flow. Make a hand at that flow. Say, there is a flow. There's a flow. There's a flow. Hallelujah. The days of people just tricking in are over. You see a stream, a stream of people coming into your church. Clap your hands for the Lord. Father, thank you for a wonderful opportunity one more time to come to your presence. Holy Spirit, we ask for guidance throughout the whole this day, impact unto us the wisdom for building large churches. Impact revelation inside. Teach us what we should know that we don't know. Change our perspective. Change our minds in the name of Jesus. Release a powerful anointing for church growth today into our lives, into our churches, into our ministries in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we cannot even begin to talk about church growth when we are not ready to receive wisdom for church growth. Now, when you say that you have an anointing for something, listen carefully. Give me Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. When you say you have an anointing for something, alright, what it means is that you have caught the wisdom for it. The wisdom for it. Yeah. That's what it means. A certain deep wisdom. What is the anointing? What are the seven dimensions of the Holy Spirit? And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, and the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Watch this. The Spirit of wisdom, understanding, Cancer, which is advice, okay, knowledge. Four out of seven aspect of the spirit of God has gotten to do with your mind. Four out of seven is like 60%. So when the Holy Spirit is influencing you, all right, you begin to receive impartation in your mind how to do certain things. He imparts wisdom. He imparts knowledge. He imparts understanding. He gives you advice. Yeah. One of the things that we do in our church and I teach all over the world is a cell system. I believe that I've received an anointing of it from Korea. I can talk to you on the cell system right now to the evening without even looking at notes. I can just speak to you for long hours because there's a certain deep wisdom understanding, deep knowledge, deep insight about it. And the fruit is also there. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. So, you want your church to grow. It must begin with a strong desire of receiving wisdom you see, wisdom answers the question what to do. When you say you have wisdom about something, it means, okay, you know what to do. And if you have understanding about something, it means you know how to do it. 
what to do. So during this conference, as we sit down there, I'm sure yesterday, as I was teaching, as Bishop Ogo was teaching, you know, concrete things happened to you. I said, wow! I must do this. I must do this. How many of you receive things like that? Eh? And you know, I'll even give you advice. Don't, you know, the books are here. Get the books. We are reading from the books. It's not a hidden thing. So buy the books. Get the macarius. You have everything. But what will even benefit you more is what I have learned. Right? What I have learned. And then as the teachings is going on, the preaching is going on, you write, ah, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Because it is in the doing of what God is telling you that you are going to bear fruit. Can I have an amen? amen? So that is why I want to encourage every pastor here to get this wonderful materials. Amen? Okay? Macarius, 40 book library from Bishop Dark. Hmm? All the books here. All the books here. Including this fat one. The art of leadership. Alright, is there. I'm sure if you go to the bookshop, I don't know how much it costs. It may easily cost 800 Ghana cities. So, so already one third of the cost is just for one book. Do you understand it? Yeah. And I keep saying, why, why is it so cheap? Because Bishop Dad has never tried to do business with the book ministry. He sees it as part of his ministry. And therefore, you know, it's a ministry to the pastors. For the pastors to have materials you know, to study and to do well in the ministry. So, every pastor here, I'm commanding you, I'm commanding you, get a copy. If you have already bought one some time ago, get some for your church leaders. You cannot have only one. You cannot have only one. Yeah. With 1,000 Ghana cities, you carry three of this. Three. Three. It's amazing. If you say you can't, oh, you dear, you are totally whatever. Pair up with your friend. Charlie, bring 75. I'll top up 75. Let's get one. Let's read it together at another time. Okay, so everybody should get a copy as uh, one of this Macarius library. You must get it. Hallelujah. Alright. Then, 
We have the individual books, which are all there. Then the Mantano. The Mantano refers to the set of books that we use in the Bible school. Practical approaches to church growth. <laughs> have you seen how big they are? How fat? Fundamentals of evangelism. And you know, these books, when you buy the Macarius or these books, it is not for you to go and sit down and read all of them. No. You take one or a couple of them. Even when you are reading a book, don't try to read cover to cover. That's not how to read a book. Open the content and see what is it that you think at this particular time you want to study about. Do you understand it? Then you study that one. Then you put it down. So you can read three, four books at a time. Gradually, gradually. Yeah. I have so many books in my library. Sometimes I'll be there and I say, I want to look at something like this. Then I ask myself, I wonder I have a book on it. I just go, that's a book. I pick it. So that is how it is. Fundamentals of evangelism. Amen. The theory and practice of operating in the anointing. Wow. Pastor, without the anointing, you won't do well. The ministry is not possible without the anointing. Because it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by my spirit, said the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, when he came to earth, God manifests in flesh. For 30 years, he didn't do anything and he was anointed and he ministered for three years. Hallelujah. So, the anointing is something that you must really, really get into. Amen. And catch the anointing. Alright. So, the theory and practice of operating the anointing and take note that you can study these books for yourself and also use it to teach your leaders and those of you who have Bible schools, you have some small, small, small things, you see, you can use these textbooks also. Amen. Essential charismatic doctrines. Very powerful. Alright? Session 1, salvation. Session 2, spirituality. Session 3, faith. Session 4, humility. Session 5, quiet time. Session, session um, 7, the Bible. The Bible. This, this textbook contains teachings on the Bible. Six things that the word of God is to us. Six things that the Bible is. Eight things that the Bible is not. The origin of the Bible 20 reasons why some writings were included or excluded from the Bible. Is the Apocrypha the same as the Bible? Selassie, can you see me? Selassie. Selassie, see me right now. Four reasons why the Bible can be trusted. The total message of the Bible. Eight major themes. 29 reasons why the Bible is superior to every other book. 
what great men said about the Bible. If you're a pastor, you should know a lot about the Bible. The Bible itself. The Bible itself. All that is here. Essential charismatic doctrines. Those of you who are watching by television, you can go online to uh, www.darkwoodmills.org. Is that noted? Eh? And all the things are on Bishop Dark's website. How you can order the books or buy them online is all there. So for those of you who are watching, you can still get these materials. Foundations for the work of the ministry. Powerful textbook. We have looked at this one. Principles of financial management in ministry. Some of you are not progressing because you are not managing your church's finances properly. And sometimes you don't know how to increase the income of your church. Alright? One of the things that you learn here is how to raise up money and how to use money properly and how even the wise management of the income of your church is linked with the growth of the church. Very powerful. These are all things that you can study in this book. Principles of Financial Management in Ministry. Hallelujah. Principles and practices of spiritual guidance. How you can be guided in ministry. Hallelujah. Session one, the calling. Session two, the hearing. Session three, the following. So that the call, then there's the hearing of the call, and then there's the following. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. One mistake by Moses, he was out of the ministry. Yeah. It is not about what others are doing. It's about what the Spirit of God is leading you to. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was telling you when I launched this book. How you can make full proof of your ministry. The things that, you know, by following your desires. So God will put certain desires in your heart. God has placed in my heart a desire to help pastors to grow churches and to plant churches. I, I cannot run away from it. I talk about it all the time. I, I, I love it. Pastors come to my office. I spend precious time with them, listening to them and helping them. It's a deep desire. You see, that's how God is guiding me. Very important. Psalm 32 and verse 8, he said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide you with my eyes. He wants to guide you. He wants to teach you. Hallelujah. And when God guides you, you'll be blessed. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want.
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The still waters talks about peace. Peace. Serenity. Tranquility. In ministry. In your life. The still waters is opposite to confusion. And misunderstanding. And frustration. And desperation. Which comes about because you don't know what to do. But if God is your shepherd, he wants to lead you. Spiritual guidance. Very important. Papa Hagan says, the difference between pastors who do well and those who don't do well, alright, lie in their ab- lies in their ability to hear from the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord. And when you hear from the Lord, what you do will be blessed. The art and science of applied leadership. Amen. A pastor is first and foremost a leader. And the first leadership principle you must know about is that everything depends on a leader. Everything depends on the leader. Yeah. Jesus was a good leader. You can see that he took mostly fishermen and turned them into powerful men of God whose ministry has continued up to today. Changed their lives. Yeah. Changed their lives. And you must learn how to be a good leader. Hallelujah. Mm? There are so many leadership principles. One of the leadership principles is how to, how to rally people around you. Some of you don't have anybody around you. How do you rally people around you? Another leadership principle is that be angry sometimes. Be angry sometimes. Another leadership is that be a leader of conviction. Be a leader of conviction. You must lead your people with conviction. So many of them. Hallelujah. Another leadership principle is that um, Never use power without wisdom and wisdom without power. Another leadership principle is that mix, mix truth with grace. There is truth. Your choir leader has committed adultery. It is not good. You have to deal with him. But in dealing with him, miss the truth with grace. Work harder than all those around you. 
Hmm? Another one, start humble and end humble. Another one, convince people to believe in you. Wow. Another one, move to the right geographical location. Some of you are not doing well because you are at the wrong place. You are at the wrong place. Yeah. That's why you are not doing well. Paul and his friends in their missionary journey, they wanted to go to Bettinia. The Spirit didn't allow them. They wanted to go to Phrygia. The Spirit didn't allow them. They wanted to go to Messiah, you know, and, and, and the Lord said, go to Macedonia. When they went to Macedonia, they started flourishing. So, these are powerful, all right, um, leadership principles. And so, it's very important for you to get this book. Next one, core concept of shepherding. Hallelujah. A pastor is a shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A pastor is the, a shepherd. You are shepherding God's sheep. You are leading them, guiding them. Okay? And you need to have good shepherding skills to take care of the sheep. Then your sheep will flourish and they will multiply and you have more. Hallelujah. Illustrated principles of marriage counseling. The first benefit is to you yourself as a pastor. Your marriage will become better. One of the things that are discussed, that is discussed here, is the issue of temperament. All human beings are divided into two large groups by temperament. Cholerics. Cholerics are hard. They are leaders. They are achievers. Okay, that is their strong area. But they also have their weak area. They can be proud. They can be, they can be impatient. Do you get it? Yeah. Then we have the um, melancholics. They are deep thinkers. They are very calculating. They are analytical. If, if you want somebody, you know, to do your office administrative work, data work, finance work, you need a melancholic. They are pe 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 That's their strength. But they have their weaknesses. Okay? They are over-righteous. They, they, are, they are unforgiving. They, they think they are, they, are, they are better than anybody. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, if you are a wife, you marry, if you are a husband, pastor, you marry a melancholic wife. You cannot put your socks anywhere, your shoes anywhere. You know, pastors, when we come, we are tired. You just remove your shoe. You throw it away. Like that. She will accept that. You have to put your shoe, arrange it, and 
One cannot go here, another cannot go there. That way. Like that. When you want to have sex with her, you cannot just jump and then you have to wait. Maybe number one, she has to bath. Number two, maybe she has to put on a special perfume. Number three, maybe special nighting. Number four, maybe the light must go off. Number five, I'm rules. There are rules that you must follow. Then we have the sanguines. They are happy people. Very, very happy. Every pastor needs some sanguines in your church. When the sanguines are right, you'll be happy. They are the people that are doing praise and worship. They come to dance a lot. They shout a lot. They clap a lot. They are very, very They make your church happy. When you are having your party, make sure that your, your, um, the person who is conducting, your MC, he's not a choleric. A choleric can't smile. He's very straight. Melancholic guy. Why are you taking two bottles of Fanta? Put it down. You know, a sandwich. Oh, take more, take more. He has forgotten that you are paying for it. So take more, take more. All right. So, but they cannot handle money. They can't handle money. So, if you are a lady pastor and we are going to get married to a sanguine, all right, you must know that when he gets his salary, you have to collect it from him and manage it for him. Otherwise, after one week, he doesn't have money. Anybody that says, "Oh, you don't have oh, fifty cents," what you watch it? Oh, that's. I mean, just before you realize that you have anything. Hallelujah. And then we have the phlegmatics. It comes from what comes from the nose, phlegm. You know, it is very slow, tenuous. So that's how they are. So the phlegmatics are easy going. That's their strength. They don't fight with anybody. They don't argue with anybody. They are very nice husbands to have for the woman. The only thing is that they have the other side, which is not good. They are very lazy. They don't have energy. They don't have sense of initiation. So they tend to be poor. They are not progressive. Alright. So in choosing a marriage partner all these things have to be considered. And this is one of the major things that is taught here. And the father of all the mother of all loyalty and it's a, a leader's manual. Uh, yeah, the central defender. 
it will defend your ministry. So please get your set of Mantano. Alright? Then the devices. The devices. Amen? Very important. This is the evangelist. Every pastor here must have a copy of this. Over 200 evangelistic sermons. Get it? Are you not a pastor? No, I want to ask you. Are you not a pastor? Eh? Are you not a pastor? You understand? You are not a businessman. You are not interested in having more cars, you know, more suits. You, know, you are a pastor. You are thinking about the work of God, the word of God. I get what I'm saying. So, equip yourself of materials. So, the evangelists. Then, loyalty. Leaders manual. Makane. The Makane original. The camp messages. How many of you have been listening to the Makane on Sweet Melodies Midnight? Yeah, is it a blessing? Okay. Oh, how many of you can I see your hand? If, if you don't, uh, at least for midnight, is that not it? On sweet melodies. This, these messages are played there. Alright? Then, the gospel blitz. This one of my best. Documentaries on the healing Jesus crusades. Miracles. You see the miracles. You see the crowds. Wonderful. Alright? And then, teachings on the anointing. The charisma. May you catch an anointing. Yeah. I said, may you catch an anointing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then the Zymi. The living. Zymi means living. That is what you put uh, in your um, wheat that you have prepared in the form of a dough to come out of your bread. After you have done it, you put a little ease in it and it causes it to explode. So these are church growth messages over 100 hours. A bishop called me this morning. He said he got two yesterday. And this morning he said, Bishop, I'm listening and you are saying some powerful things. He said, it's wonderful. All right. Over 100 church growth messages. For 50 Ghana cities. It's been 50 Ghana cities since the last three years. Because it's not for profit. It's just to help you. So make sure that you get a copy. So, then finally... The new books, the six new books, how you can preach salvation. One of you is the devil. How to neutralize a curse. Bishop Ogo launched it yesterday. How you can make full proof of your ministry. I launched it yesterday. Others, Bishop Ogo launched it yesterday. And Victory Secrets. Hallelujah. All these books are available. Uh, during the break at a, on the campus get them and you will be blessed so I expect you by Friday 
when you are living here, you have received wisdom, impartation, you have your Macarius. Do you understand it? You have your books, you have your Zyme, you have your new books, you have your Mantano, you have your devices, and you are moving and you are ready to become a mega church pastor. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yesterday, I started speaking on principles for church growth. And I gave you one principle. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor. How many of you understood it? How many of you are going to multiply yourself in your members? Remember that church workers, pastors, church planters do not fall from heaven. Always remember that. You have to pour yourself into them. And I taught you how to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Now today, I want to move on and give you some more principles. The next principle is the principle of maximize Sunday usage. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. The principle of Maximize Sunday usage. Hallelujah. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time Because the days are evil. Hallelujah. Amen. To redeem means to buy. To buy. It's an old word for, it's an old word that means to buy or to purchase. Yeah, so you can say when you're going to the shopping, shopping mall, because I'm going to the shopping mall to redeem some goods. It means to buy some goods. So what the scripture is saying is that we should buy the time. Or buy back the time. Okay? Because the days are evil. Pastors, we don't have much time. Apostle, you're welcome. We don't have much time. Every single second, minute, day is important. Apostle, it's good to see you. You're welcome. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to welcome all the great men of God, apostles, bishops that are here, church leaders. Let's welcome all of them.
Amen? Now, go to verse 15. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16. Redeeming the time. So what the scripture is saying is that it is wisdom. It is a sign that you are wise. If you are the type that is always trying to make full use of the little time that you have. It is a sign that you are wise. He said, walk circumspectly, not as fools. So fools, they just, I mean, they don't mind just walk around, I mean, watch TV 24 hours, whatever, you know. It's not conscious of the time. But as a wise pastor, who wants to be fruitful? Eh? You must make use of the time. That is what Jesus said. John chapter, John chapter 9 verse 4. John chapter 9 verse 4. Right? I must work the words of him. That sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. While it is day. So Jesus said, I must work while it is day. While it is possible. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Now that you are healthy, Pastor, now that you are strong, now that you can see well, now that you can walk, now that you can, you know, run around, this is the time for you to do something for the Lord. Amen? That is why Making full use of your Sunday. Full use. Total use for your Sunday will turn you into a mega church pastor. Yeah. Sunday, write it down. Sunday, write it down. Sunday is my day for full work. Write it down. Sunday is my day for full work. Sign, sign your name under it and put today's date. Yeah. I told you yesterday, I don't want to see you ever again after this conference that 11 o'clock, 11.30, you are sitting at home. Now. You can do, listen to me, pastors. You can do up to 70 80% of all the work that you do in the week on Sunday. Yeah? Yes. And I'm going to take you through a systematic way of using your Sunday. Yeah. I told you that this year eh, I want us to I want to teach you how actually to do the things. Not, not, not only the 
talk about the theories, but how actually to do it. So now, how do you make full use of your Sunday? Number one, Sunday activities start from Saturday. Your Sunday ministry activity starts on Saturday. Whenever there's going to be a football match, which lasts for 90 minutes, all right, the players get to the field for about 15, 20 minutes and they do what is called warm-up. Warm up. You see them. You see them. All right. Warming up. How many of you have seen that before? It is very important because what happens is that it relaxes the muscles. It helps them to breathe better. It, it calms them down. It removes anxiety. You know, and so many other benefits. They never run from the dressing room straight onto the pitch to go and play. Without the warm-up. See, these are professionals. They have studied and they, they understand it. Your Sunday maximize usage will start from Saturday. And we are going to do three things on Saturday. Number one, preparations to gather your sheep. Number two, prayer. Number three, sermon preparation. Number one, number one, preparation to gather the sheep. Number two, prayer. Number three, sermon preparation. Please watch me. I want to ask a little question. Just a little, um, just a little um, investigation. I was wondering whether we should do. Key, uh, key interpretation at the conference. I don't know whether there's a need. How many pastors, if you think we should do, lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. We should do key interpretation. Oh, no, I mean, it's not, I want your genuine feedback. Lift up your hand so I can see. Okay, but there are not many. I thought I thought it would be a lot of people. So, what we'll do from the next session is that all such people, all right, all such people, we would uh, bring them to a certain area. Where is Pastor Sami and the rest? Pastor, uh, yeah, okay, to a certain area. And then uh, maybe we can do it until we get a large number. And then we can do that. And I think there are some French people also here. Who are my francophone brethren? Let's go with ZDC. Levorian. Let's go with francophone ici. Vous êtes bienvenus. 
Hallelujah. This is international conference. What about Russians? Yes, Rusk is yes. Yes, Rusk is yes. Neto. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Is that Reverend Achen that I saw? Reverend Achen, I think you can come and sit here. All right, here. What's that for? Let him remove. Uh, okay. Or, 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 or here. Okay. Let, let Reverend Achen sit here. What's the name? Hallelujah. Amen. On Saturdays, are you here? Look, this year, this year, whatever be the problems in the church, we have to solve. Yeah. How do we make use of our Sundays? And I'm saying that the maximum Sunday usage starts from Saturday. Number one, you must make preparations to gather the sheep. You see, the mistake you are making is that you think that by dressing and putting on your suit and cleaning your church and arranging your instruments and your chairs nicely, people will come to church. No. All believers and even the sheep, they don't have any mind. Most of the sheep, they don't have any mind to come to church. If you don't know, that's because it's because you just came. Yeah. Dr. Yanguicho, the pastor that God has used to build the largest congregation, single congregation. All right, eight hundred and fifty thousand people. He says unbelievers are afraid to come to church. Unbelievers, they are afraid to come to church. And many of the members that we have, they don't want to come to church on Sunday. So you must prepare to bring them to church and actually help in doing that. Amen. Yeah. Just a few days ago, Bishop Dab was telling me that he has started in his church telepastoring. Telepastoring. And I said, Bishop, what is that? He said, I have a group of people. All that they do on Saturday is that they have a list of names and they call them to come to church on Saturday call them. So maybe we have 20 people. Hey, brother, remember tomorrow is church. Tomorrow is church. Listen, Saturday, Satan has agenda for each one of your members, including your wife and even yourself. (laughs) And even for yourself, let me ask you a question. How many pastors, there have been several Sundays that you woke up, you didn't want to go to church? 
Can I see your hand? You, you don't want to go to church. Can I see your hand? If you don't lift up your hand, I don't want to say something. I have woke up several Sundays as a chalet. Look, brother, sleep, sleep, sleep today. Ah, why? You have been going to church and sleep today. I feel like picking my, my phone to go. Reverend Jude, preach. Today, I, I, I want to wait on the Lord in the house. Out of exhaustion, sometimes I feel so exhausted. And to think that I'm coming to preach several services. Hey! If you, the pastor, it can happen to you. What about this, your canal church members? <laughs> I hear that Ukumbwaja on, on, on Sundays they do panorama. From when to when? From when to when? 9 to 5 p.m. Where all the, all the series that they showed within the week. They show everything. So, just in case you miss something, you have the opportunity. So, your members, instead of coming to church, do you understand it? Instead of coming to church, Satan has prepared Ukumbaja Paranama, Paranama for them. Stay there, eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat supper, and watch. And you have arranged your chairs and put on your suit that they should come. You are not serious. Look, let's get serious. Tell somebody, let's, let's get serious. Tell somebody, let's get serious. It calls for prayer. Tell somebody, it calls for prayer. Hey! That is where, that is where the key of Anakazo comes in. So give me Luke chapter 14 from verse 16. I'm teaching you about the principle. How many of you want to have large churches? One of the things that we have to do is that you must use your Sunday fully. And I'm saying that your Sunday ministry will start from Saturday. unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent the servant at supper time to say to them that, that were bidding, come for all things are now ready and they all with one consent began to make excuse the first said unto him I bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it, I pray thee have me excused and another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them I pray they have me excuse. And another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Now listen. Listen. When it was time for your church members to come to church, look at the number of excuses that they have. Every Sunday, we have hearts of hearts. A lot of church members who don't come to church. And if you, if, you, if you care to call any of them and ask, 
they will give you an, a reason why they are not in church. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to explain to you that Satan has agenda for your church members. So you must make preparations to gather them. Two types of preparation. Physical human preparation and spiritual preparation. The spiritual preparation is what I call the second activity, prayer. We'll come to that. Continue. So that servant came and said to his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, you must be angry when the people are not coming to church. You must be angry when the people are not coming to church. You must have godly anger. Yeah. You can't say, oh, okay, they didn't come. They didn't come. Oh, they didn't come. No, you have to be angry. Yeah. And, and, this, and this story depicts the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's trying to do. The salvation of the world. So when people are giving excuses and are not getting saved, the Lord is not happy about it. You should not be happy that your church is not growing. You must have godly anger. You must have a spirit of discontentment. Yeah. A spirit of discontentment. Because Satan is trying to take your baby away from you. Your members. Your church. And you must be angry and say, I am not going to allow Satan to kill my baby. When two women brought one baby to King Solomon and they were fighting over the baby, the woman whose child was not the baby gleefully said, kill the baby. Divide the baby into two so that I'll have half and she'll have half. In other words, I am not bothered if this baby does not live. But the baby whose own was a child, she understood what potential this child, she understood that this child could become the next bishop, the next apostle, the next evangelist. He understood that this church, even though it is small today, tomorrow can become you know, a national ministry, an international ministry. Your change that you are having today you must not, you must not reduce its importance. For though your beginning was small, yet your latter end should greatly increase. Receive that blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you must not, you must not despise small beginnings. You must not. Yeah. You must not. Jesus, Jesus' church, Jesus' church was also small. Yeah, he went about. He went about gathering people. Do you know that Jesus, do you know that Jesus did one-on-one evangelism? Yeah. That is how he won Peter. That is how he won Andrew. That is how he won 
James and John. That's how he won Matthew. Matthew was sitting at the receipt of custom. Said, follow me. Yeah. He had a small church, 12. Then he continued to preach and he had a mega church. And Jesus' ministry is a worldwide ministry. That ministry at Kotobabi. That ministry at Kokomemre. Reverend can say, your ministry in Nungwa. Is it Nungwa? Eh? Teshi, Teshi. That ministry. Don't despise it. Yeah? Yeah? Don't despise it. That is why you must give it all your attention. For 15 good years, Bishop Dark never stepped out of the church. He stayed in this church. He was here. He was here building the church, training us, teaching us. We have slept in this church. We have been here long hours. He didn't go anywhere. Before anybody could realize, we had 100 branches all around us. And so the woman, she understood that this baby, this is my ministry. The other ladies, oh, if they don't come to church, leave them. Leave them. When your people don't come to church, you cannot leave them. Because you see, it is not a battle between flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It is a struggle between you and Satan. The sheep, the sheep that you are trying to gather. Come, brother. Come. Come. This is a sheep. Stand here. Yeah. Hold his son. Hold here. This is your sheep. Please sit down. This is your sheep. <laughs> Sunday. This sheep must come and sit down here. But on Saturday, there's a struggle. This is uh, Satan. This is you. You want this ship. He wants this. And on Saturday, there's a tug of war. 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 Okay, wait, wait, before you kill him. You understand it? Yeah. You have to do something that will let you capture, capture him for him to actually come and sit down. Sit down here. 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 For you to preach to him. Thank you. How many of you understand the message? Yeah? Yeah? Reverend Kiss, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. So the other woman said, Kill! Kill the baby. But this one, she turned to the king and said, King, don't kill my baby. Don't kill my baby. May you not allow anything to kill your church. Kill your members. Steal your members. Yeah. Three times, Jesus said, of all that you gave me, I lost none. I lost none. Yeah. Yeah. That must be your mind. That must be your mind. 
So back to the Anakazo story. So I was telling you, get angry. How many of you are going to get angry? So don't just accept that, you know, they didn't come. They didn't come means that they have gone somewhere else. If they don't come to the presence of the Lord, they have gone somewhere else. On Sundays, our church members are playing football. They are going to the stadium. They are watching pornographic films. They are having uh, uh, keeping fit exercises. Do you understand? All kinds of things. Yeah. Do you understand? Satan is taking them by force. And Jesus said, from the days of the kingdom of, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. May you take your members by force. May you take your... Yeah. Hey, you joke around. Joke around. So, go back to the Anakazo story. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, sent, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the main and the halt and the blind. Pastors, how many of you want your church to be full? How many of you want your church to be full? Good. These are the people who will fill your church. The ordinary people. A pastor, I'm giving you a master key. A pastor who wants his church to grow is a pastor who is interested in the ordinary people. Ordinary people. Don't be ashamed of the ordinary people. When you come to my church, it's like a youth, a large youth club. Many, many years ago in the 90s, you know, a man of God came to minister. Bishop Dark invited him. He came to minister. Then later he said to Bishop Dark, your church is like a large youth group. That's what he said. And Bishop said, when the man said that, he initially felt some way. So how do you describe my church like that? He said, I, I just have small, small boys, small, small girls, you know. But as he thought about it, he realized that it's actually a blessing. It's actually a blessing. To have young people in your church is a blessing. It's a blessing. They have energy. They have passion. Passion. The dancing stars should get ready and dance tonight. Hallelujah. And expect powerful things. One of the powerful things that will be happening tonight is that Archbishop will be here tonight. Not, not to, tomorrow. 
some great men of God are going to appear here. Archbishop will be here tomorrow. I won't tell him morning or evening. I want that you don't come, then I'll call him that. He didn't come, so please come. Wow. Hello. The gospel is for the poor. Reverend Achim. Yeah. Jesus said, how hardly shall a rich man enter into the kingdom of God? How hardly? He said, it is easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Believe it. If you, if you love the truth, you believe the words of Jesus. If you love the truth, eh, you believe the words of Jesus Christ. Stop wasting your time. I'm not saying that rich people should not come into your church. No. We are so blessed with rich people. But don't make them your focus. Don't make overt and convert approaches to befriend them. Yeah. I am surrounded by my ordinary people. The gospel is for the poor. John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 11, look at it. Matthew chapter 11. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto him, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel. And the poor have the gospel preached. Yeah. A major church growth key is that become very interested in ordinary people, poor people, young people, students, JHS. My church is filled with JHS. When I call offering, I start the offering. Five hundred Ghana cities. 200, 50 Ghana, they don't mind me. Three Ghana cities, they don't mind me. One Ghana city, then about five of them will rise up and come scratching their head like that. When I get to 50 best ways, ah, these are the people that have. But I'm blessed to have them. Yeah. 
Because like Bishop Ogo was preaching yesterday, they have energy. I have done something to many of them. They are an army. Don't forget what I'm teaching you about. I'm teaching you about the principle of maximize Sunday usage. And I'm saying that your, your, your Sunday work starts from Saturday. Alright? And the first work is physical and human gathering of your sheep to come to church on Sunday because most of them don't want to come. And you need this key of anakazu to do that. Go and bring in the poor. After this conference, specialize in the ordinary people. Yeah. When Lighthouse started, even in the early 90s, when we were at Kolobu Canteen, just a few of us have cars. Just a few. And not any Baye cars. The bishop was driving his Renault. Bishop Saki had a red ladder. Bishop Adi was having a one-door Dustin cherry or something like that. These were the, these were the cars. But perhaps even my car was one of the obnoxious cars. I was driving Opelas corner. <laughs> and based on the struggles that I went to to, got, to get it, I bought a stick and put it at the back. God is able. It was a reflection of my struggles. Yeah? Students. Students. Now, go to the Kodesh or any of these powerful cathedrals. All types of vehicles are there. The same. They can't, they can't afford. Yeah. Our early morning service, it has 1,000 attendants. When you come here, I don't think you see more than five cars, private cars. No. You, you can come. Sunday, you come. The whole car park will be empty. We bring 99.70% of embassies. They don't have cars. Bicycle crap. It's a problem. Yeah. That huge. When we take the offering, you see that the offering is not working. But give them time. You just give them time. It was the people who owned money, the people who were disgruntled, the people who were memory, who followed David. And later became the mighty man of David. Amen. Amen. Have we settled on that? Is it listen? The reason why I'm taking my time, look, me, I'm not in a hurry to give you 
25 points. No, no, no. If I can give you only one for you to go and even only this point alone, it will fill your church. It will fill your church. It will fill your church. This point alone. Yeah. So, I'm not in a rush to give you 72 points. No. The points there, there are more. That's why I'm encouraging you to get the books. I just give you one or two. Then you go and study the rest. Yeah. But I don't want you to just go back and say that the conference was powerful. No, I don't want to hear that. I want you to say that because of the conference, like Bishop Harry and some people shared yesterday their testimony. That, oh, I heard this and I went to do it and I've seen the effect. That is what I want to hear. Every one of you. So as we are teaching and preaching and God gives you revelation, write down something that when you go, you are going to do. Man of God, do you understand it? Yeah. Very important. Okay. And then also, let me give you advice. Many of you, you attend too many conferences. Okay. It is not the number of conferences that you attend that will make your church grow or better. You have to attend strategic conferences. Now, at this stage of your life, what is it that you need? At this stage of your ministry, what is it that you need? For example, if what you need is power ministry, how to pray for the sick and move into healing and the miraculous, okay? This may not be the conference, because this is not the emphasis. And, and I believe in the power ministry. And God has blessed me with the power ministry. Oh, yeah. All right. We can turn this whole meeting into another direction. God has blessed us. Recently, I went to preach in a church at a conference. I preached several times. And the last evening, I just preached. Like I'm preaching, like that. I, I like to teach pastors. But I promised them that that evening I was going to pray for the sick. And I, I had a lot of missionaries, you know, who were there and all that. So the tail end of it, I said, now I'm going to pray for the sick. And I prayed for the sick. Powerful miracles. After that, the bishop was asking me, that, Bishop, we were watching you. And we were wondering how you were going to pray for the sick. Because the flow of the service had nothing to do with that. But he said, we watched as you quickly switched. And there was a new atmosphere. I believe in power. I believe in power. By the grace of God, I've seen so many things. But I'm saying that the emphasis, we are, going, we are trying to find out what must we do in the church. I get what I'm saying. So that we can grow the church. So attend strategic conferences. That will help you. Don't move around you know, I just show you the scripture, Ephesians 5 16, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Some of you are every program. So you don't stay in the church to build a church. You don't stay there, you don't spend enough time. So correct that. Amen. Amen. Now let's continue on Akazo's story. 
Verse 22. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou has commanded, and yet there is room. I've gone for the ordinary people, the poor people, the blind, the lame, and still there's room. And the Lord, verse 23, said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. The word compel here was translated from the Greek anakazo. Alright? And anakazo means to compel, to, to necessitate, make it necessary, use entreaties, use any means legal, conventional, unconventional to push the people into the kingdom and into your church. He said, look at it. He said, he said go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. I am talking about gathering the people. To gather the people on Saturday for the service on Sunday, you need the key of anakazo. You must be an anakazo pastor. Now, sometimes, when you come to church on Sunday, after the praise and worship, excuse the visitors. Let somebody take care of them. You and your members and your leaders, leave the church and go into the community for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Anybody that you meet walking around, standing somewhere, say, that, look, I want to invite you to church. So, oh, I have not had my bath. So, just one hour. No, I have not. And you so, don't worry. I don't have my shoes. Don't worry. And you see, the Holy Spirit will be backing you up. Before you take that step, because we are going to talk about prayer, the Holy Spirit will have gone ahead of you. He has touched the hearts of the people, put them there strategically, and you'll be amazed how these people will follow you. And you bring them actually into the church. That is how we build Lighthouse Chapel International. Here. Yeah. We had a major outreach program last Saturday. We used music and dancing. Because we have realized that the youth of today love dancing and worldly music. So by using the key of Anakazo and Anadea, shamelessness, and Biazo, force, this combination, we decided that look, we are also going to show them that Church the Sweet Papa. We are, we are the program called Church the Sweet Papa Bouquet Night. Yeah. And I sent the shepherds out in buses. When they get to a place, about three, four of them begin to dance. They begin to dance. And then young people will gather around. Then they will tell them, you want to see more dancing? We have a, they put them in the buses. An Akazo. You are going to become an Akazo pastor. Receive the spirit of an Akazo. Crystal, receive it. Yeah. Yeah. 
the cathedral was full, the balconies at the back, the car park, people were standing. And when I made the altar call, when I made the altar call, eh, from here, right up to here, end to end, was full of young people. But many of them will never have come if we have not gone there to bring them. Don't stay in your church. You have arranged your chairs, put on your suit, and you expect that people will come and fill them. No. Satan has other plans for them. Bishop Ransom, you are welcome. Satan has other plans for them. Cry. Yeah. Please sit down, sit down. We are here for a long time, so. <laughs> I passed it on. In this church, my shepherds start working at 4 a.m. 4.30 a.m. Yeah. Move into the communities. So, brother, rise up, rise up, rise up. Go and bath. It's time to go to church. The bus, the bus has arrived. The bus has arrived. Go and bath. Hey, brother, please wake, wake up. So, I've not anion my. You have not anion. Please, where's your shirt? Give, give it to me. Well, give me anion. Where? Put it. Yeah. Brother, stand up, stand up. Oh, I don't have a shoe. You don't have a shoe. One person. One time, I had a testimony of a, a shepherd. The guy said he doesn't have shoe. He doesn't have shoe, so he won't come to church. Do you know what he did? He said, wait, let's go to church. I'm talking about compelling. The days that you just walk around as a Mickey Mouse just have, it's over. God is infusing your church, infusing your life, infusing your ministry with the compelling power. Receive the blessing of the compelling power. Yeah. Yeah. Especially young converts. Yeah. Then, after a couple of months, you see these same young converts coming to church on their own, joining the buses, coming for New Believer School, Shepherd's Training Program, and then they are now leaders in the church. But it took an occasion. So on Saturdays, we plan all that. My pastors, the shepherds, they plan. We have bus routes where the buses will go. Who will go here? Who will go here? They plan. They discuss. I'm showing you that your Sunday work starts on Saturday. You have to think. You have to call people. Hey, this convert, can you go and visit? You have to think. Pastors, 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 let me give you a secret. Let me give you a secret. 
Don't tell anybody. When you see a crowd that has gathered to listen to preaching, they did not come on their own most of the time. They were encouraged. They were guarded. Yeah. Yeah. And when people come, many of you have never heard of, who is Bishop Interval? I mean, you have never heard of Bishop Interval. But you came for church go conference. After we have come, brought an invitation letter, we spoke to you. You came. Then later, based on what you had and the benefits, so oh no, it's a good place. I have to go there again. How, how many of you can say that? Yes. I get what I'm saying. So never, you are having a convention. You have made posters all over. It's good. It's good. But we have studied posters. We don't do posters anymore. We have studied posters. Posters. Because I don't read posters. So why should you read my poster? Everybody is busy. At best, maybe in some traffic, then you will see, you know, something. But intentionally, you have seen a poster that you are getting out of your car to go and look at the poster and read and write down the dates, you know, the time and all that. How many of you, you don't do that? So to your poster, add some other things. Add the radio. Add the physical roaming about in the community. Inviting people. Inviting people. Inviting people. So that is activity number one. And that starts on Saturday. Number two, prayer. The gathering of the people into the church on Sunday so that you teach them, so that you train them, so that you equip them starts with prayer on Saturday. Give me the give me the like us. Hello? Pastors, you cannot pray on Saturday. Don't expect many people in the church. Don't. Don't. It's good to see you. Hallelujah. No, no. What, what it means to give me that one. What it means to become a shepherd. You see, the things that I'm teaching you, I'm fishing them from the books. That's, that's how to use the book. That's why you must have all the books. Hallelujah.
Right. Prepare extensively to preach. Preparation to minister does not take place a few minutes before a sermon is delivered. It takes place all the time. My preparation to minister is constant. Without long-time preparation, you can never really preach from your heart. Prayer is a vital part of your preparation. Prayer is a vital part of your preparation. Korean pastors, listen to this. When you go to Korea, they have some of the largest churches. Korea, what they are mentioning the numbers, they, they mention 100,000, 50,000, yeah, 10,000. <laughs> Dr. Cho, he could take 5,000 people like that and give it to you to go and start your church. 5,000, go and start your church. 5,000, receive it, brother. Receive it. Receive it. 5,000. Receive 5,000 members in the name of Jesus. Bishop Jolly, 5,000. Take it and go and start your church. May that become your story in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Now, listen. 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 Church growth is an impartation. When, when we begin to move like this, Charlie, collect it too. Collect it. You may never know at what point at this conference that the Lord will change your life. Bishop Oedipo was listening to Papa Hagan at a conference. He looked at him suddenly like that, you know, and started to cry or something like that. He received the impartation. That's it. That's it. T.L. Osborne was watching Prophet Brian speaking. And the miracles were flowing. And as the man was demonstrating the miracles, suddenly, you know, he, he, he had a voice, a voice or impression that you can do this. You can do this. That was it. If you watch T.L. Osborne's miracles, you'll be amazed. There was this guy he was lame. He used to crawl all over West Africa, begging. I saw it with my own eyes in the video. Never walked. Eh? He just got up like this and left at this time. Started walking. And he now started going about preaching. Yeah. So as we are sitting down here, as we are sitting down here, don't Expect to receive only, you know, expressions and expect to be impacted heavily. Yes. Expect. And it is God that does it. It is God that does it. Amen. Amen. Reverend Ajay, you believe it? That God will impact your ministry. Receive the impartation in the name of Jesus. One drop of oil during this conference will make you a mega church pastor. Your church can shoot from 50 to 500 in the next few years. Amen. 
mature. Eight or nine years to grow from five people to 3,000. Yeah. He started his church in 1958. Okay. He hit 3,000, I think, the early 70s. Yeah. And then God spoke to him about the Holy Spirit. And from that time, the church just started exponentially explode. Hallelujah. Korean pastors have some of the huge churches in the world. And listen to it. Korean pastors, they spend Saturday afternoons to Sunday dawn in prayer. Preparing for the service. A pastor must spend, alright, Bishop Doug speaking, a pastor must spend Saturday evening to Sunday morning in prayer. In prayer. Saturday evening to Sunday morning in prayer. I'm showing you the principle of the of uh, of maximize Sunday usage. How you can make full use of your Sunday Sunday so that you can become a mega church pastor. And I'm saying that it starts on Saturday. And on Saturday you are doing three activities. Number one, physical plans to gather. I've shown you. Number two, prayer is a spiritual weapon to gather the people. You cannot gather the people based only on your physical plans. You gather the people through working, activating and working with the Holy Spirit. Activating the help and working with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that gathers the people. Apostles, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Hey, you should hear me praying on Saturdays. Come and hear my please. Say, Holy Spirit. I say, I tell you, I say, I say, Holy Spirit. We wake up at dawn. We go with the buses. But that cannot help us. I tell him, if the rains come, we are dead. So, Holy Spirit, blow the rain into the sea. Send them to the cocoa farms. I'm telling you my wife. Send them to the cocoa farms. Send them. Look. The whole of this year, the whole of this year, I don't think that the rains have, have I, I don't remember, the, the rains disturbing our Sunday service this year. The whole of last year, I think it happened just once or twice. Because I pray specifically it's Sunday, rainy season. I pray. I tell the Holy Spirit, the rain, send them into the sea. Send them to the cocoa farms. Send them. Please, don't send them Sunday morning. Because Sunday morning, if you let it rain around, I cry. No, the people will not come to church. The church will be empty. You should come and hear me speaking to the Holy Spirit. So, how are you going to do that? And all Saturday activities, 
at the latest by 7 p.m. and rest for an hour or two and start praying and interceding for the service from about 8 p.m. latest 9 p.m. and stay in prayer till dawn 3, 4 a.m. Go to church tired but anointed. Go to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. When I come to church, I'm tired. Very tired. Exhausted. Because I've been laboring. Typically, I start like 7 p.m. I try to start like 6 p.m. But if I can, 7 p.m. 7. By 12 o'clock, I'll pray for five hours. By 12 midnight, I'll pray for five hours. And I sent WhatsApp message to my pastors and the mission. I said, are you alive or you are dead? Then I tell them, are you alive or you are dead? Are you sleeping? Your church is empty tomorrow. Then they'll be responding. Say, Bishop, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Hey. I'll pray from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Then I'll sleep between 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Two hours. So most Sundays I've slept for only two hours. And I come to church. I leave the house 6 a.m. When I come to church, I go on Monday, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. If I get opportunity, I'm going to teach you on church growth and hard work. Because many pastors are lazy. Manoka, what's the name again? Yes, Reverend Yotu, yes. That's how it is. Many of you, you don't pray on Saturday. You don't. Or you pray very little. But what you don't know is that it's the Holy Spirit that gathers the people. It's the Holy Spirit that gathers your people. For it is not by might. For it is not by power. But it is by my spirit. It is not by will and determination. It is not by your will and determination and takashi. Because the scripture said that for the children not yet being born and having neither done good nor evil that the will of God concerning election might come to pass. It was said to her that the elder shall serve the younger. For Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. What? Is there any unrighteousness in God? No. For had the potter, not power, of the same lamp of clay, to make out of one a vessel of honor and of another a vessel of dishonor. So then, it is not of him that will it, neither of him that run it, but it is God that showeth mercy. It's not Batakashi. It's not Batakashi. Yeah. It's by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
is the Lord of the harvest. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Lord of the harvest. He is in charge of the, of the harvest of souls. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 36 and when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them for they fainted and scattered as sheep without a shepherd. Then said he to his disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few. Verse 38. Verse 38. Verse 38. Pray therefore this is Jesus speaking. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. If Jesus is speaking and say, pray to the Lord of harvest, then what it means that he's saying, I'm not the Lord of the harvest. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. That is why on Saturday, pastor, stay in your room, stay in your study, stay somewhere, and say, mighty Holy Spirit, please, Gather the people. Bring in sinners. Bring in the backslidden. Bring in the people. Fill the church. Fill the empty church. Please gather. Gather them. For eight, nine, ten, seven hours. You should be there. And not only you. Let all your leaders also pray. Yeah. So all my pastors on Saturdays pray. As I'm praying like seven, eight hours, my pastors are praying minimum three hours. Yeah. Three hours. I have more than 20 of them. So if 20 pray for three hours, that is 60 hours. Then all my shepherds, I tell them to pray one hour on Saturday towards the service. One hour. If I have 400 of them, that is 400 hours. We call it prayer bomb that we throw into the camp of Satan and scatter the machinations, the activities, the plans of Satan, principalities, powers, willers of darkness, witches that are planning against our service to bring rain, to send the people to the football field, to send the people to different places. We prepare that prayer bomb and throw it at them. Hallelujah. It is the Holy Spirit that gathers the people. Numbers chapter 11, verse 31. Israel said they want to eat meat. They were in the wilderness. They wanted to eat fish and other things. They were in the wilderness. When you are in the wilderness, you can't get fish. The sea is very far. Hallelujah. But the Lord said, no problem. What did he do? And then went forth from the Lord. Then went forth and wind. 
How many of you know that the Holy Spirit is a wind? Eh? Did you know that? Eh? The wind or the spirit. He blew when he came. They felt the blowing of a wind. So the wind there is the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And there went forth a wind from the Lord. It was that same wind that separated the Red Sea. And brought quails from the sea. Brought quails from the sea. The quails are the church members. Your church members. The people that you want them to come to. The unbelievers, the sinners, the backsliding souls, the new people, the rich, the poor, the young ones, the educated, the uneducated, the people that must fill your church. They are the quails, but they are in the, in the sea. And you are in the wilderness. Your church is the wilderness. You don't have any people in the church. You are in the wilderness. How can you get members? You have to send Saturday. Saturday night, you have to send the wind. You have to send the wind into the community, to the young people, to the older people, to the educated, the uneducated. You have to send the wind. You have to send. And the wind will blow. And when the wind blows, he blows. He blows. They'll be running to church. They'll be running to church. They'll be running to church. As the wind is blowing, they'll be running to check. As the wind is blowing, they'll be running. They'll be running to check. I see the wind going up. I see the wind. I see the wind. Send the wind on Saturdays. When you don't pray, and I'm not saying pray only on Saturdays, no. I'm just talking about how you use your Sundays. And I'm saying it starts from Saturday. When you sleep and you are snoring on Saturdays with your leg on your wife, you say it's cold, so you are pulled there. The wind is not working on your behalf. The wind is not blowing on your behalf. How many of you understand what we are talking about? I am teaching you the principle of maximize Sunday usage. It starts from Saturday. What happens on Sunday starts on Saturday. Look at them. Let me show you something. You are going to experience church growth. But this this, this is the amazing part. You didn't know where the people are coming from. Because the wind, you see, when the wind is blowing, when the wind is blowing, you may be in a gutter, you may be hanging something, something is hung somewhere, something is in a gutter, but when the wind gets there, whether you are in the gutter, whether you are on the rooftop, whether you are under the sun, by the influence of the wind, you'll be blown away. You'll be blown away. 
cause the wind to blow on your behalf. Cause the wind to blow. Apostle, the wind must blow on our behalf. Hey! Get a special chair in your study or your room. I have a reclining couch. I lie on it like this. Then I have my big screen TV. You know, and you should create a spiritual atmosphere. I have a video going. I have another one there playing music. I have my Bible. I have my books. Oh Lord. Shakayata Lama Sendebeke. Ikalabahayatenderebesi. Do you know another thing that I do? I watch crowds. A church filled with a crowd, then I'll pause it and I'll look at it like that. What is that? I want to see. I want to see. What is there? The crowd that is, I want to see. Yeah. When the camera is on the empty spaces, I don't know. Pass. But when it is full. Because you become what you see. Yeah. Pay the price, Pastor. So it starts from this Saturday. End all visitations, all weddings, all barriers. End it. By six. By six, you are finished. And rest. If you don't rest, you feel sleepy. So rest. Those of you who can take coffee, can take coffee to stay awake and pray. I'm going to give you prayer topics. What you should pray? Yeah. We brought you here to teach you how to grow the church. All your friends who are not here, tell them that look, something bad is happening to them. Any of your friends who have 50 members, 20, 120, 200, one, Charlie, quickly, let's go. Wow. wow. He sent the wind and brought quails from the sea and let them, watch this, and let them fall by the camp. The camp is your church. And when the wind blows, the people will fall by your camp. means that he will bring them into your church. Listen, there are so many churches in the area, but because you send the wind, the wind will gather the people. Eh? We, we, we have church members here. They come from a place called Bebeisi. Bebeisi. Down someone down somewhere and glyphate. Do you think that there are not great churches there? There are great churches there. But you see, we have sent the wind. The, listen. The wind, when you send it, it is location specific. It is location specific. Yeah. It will blow over all the churches. When you see this church, Sulia, Dambeshi, Ladata, and land into your church. That will be your story from today in the name of Jesus. I said that to be your story. I see you sending a wind. I see you sending a wind. Lift up your hands and right now send a wind. Lift up your hands and send a wind right now. 
Send a wind. Send a wind. Send a wind. Send a wind. Add the Holy Spirit to help you. Lift up your hands and add the Holy Spirit to help you. Lift up your hands and add the Holy Spirit to help you. Send a wind. Send the wind. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Cry unto the wind. I see the wind blowing multitudes into your church. Your church of 50 people is moving to 150 people. Your church of 70 people is moving to 300 people. Your church of 200 people is moving to 500 people. Your church of 500 people. It's moving to 700 people. It's moving to 800 people. It's moving to 900 people. It's moving to 1,000 people. You are receiving 1,500. You are receiving 2,000. You are receiving 3,000. You are receiving 5,000 in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Guess what you do on Saturdays? You send a wind. And you gather the quails. And let them fall by the camp in your church. How many people? As it were a day's journey on this side. And as it were a day's, a day's journey on the other side. Can you imagine? The number of people that God is bringing you. From where your church is. They feel from there a day's, a day's journey this way. A day's journey that way. Hey. That's why I told you this morning. Add to your name. Mega church pastor. Confess it. Confess it. Yeah. When you enter your church, all the church that are empty, declare to them that you are all filled. It will come to pass. Write it down somewhere. Five years from today. Okay? I am going to have a problem. The problem I'm going to have is that I wouldn't know which of you I should invite to preach at the church good conference. Is this this or this or this? Because we all have mega churches. Run about the camp and as it were, two cubits high upon the face of the earth. This is the effect of the wind. That is why Saturday you don't have to sleep. You can't watch Nigerian movies on Saturdays as a pastor. No. You can't. You can't. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 26. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 26. Please be seated. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far and will haste unto them from the end of the earth. God says, I will haste to the unbelievers to the sinners, to the backslidden members, those who are angry, those who are fighting against you, those who are criticizing. Saturday, as you are there, sending the wind, the wind will be hissing in their hearts. The person is watching Nigerian movie. He doesn't want to come to church on Sunday, but suddenly he said, no, I have to, I, I, tomorrow I have to go to church. Tomorrow I have to go to church. Tomorrow I have to go to church. Because there's a hasten. There's a hasten. They are hearing it. In their spiritual years. They are hearing it. And they are being convicted. It is the Holy Spirit that brings conviction to the hearts of people to enter the kingdom. Jesus said in John 16, 8, he said, when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world of righteousness, of judgment, and of sin. Yeah. 
That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Pastors, listen to me. You cannot gather anybody into your church on Sunday. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Come, come and hear my prayers on Saturdays. You say, but this, this man, what is he saying? I say, Lord, I can't bring even one person. I can't. I can't. It's only you. It's only you. Only you. Only you can gather the people. Only you can haste to them. That is why I don't sleep on Saturday night. I don't. I don't. Unless maybe I've traveled. Sometimes I, I go on journeys. And I come, I'm very exhausted and I sleep. And even that I try to wake up at dawn to do a couple of hours. Age. I believe it. I believe there is the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest. The Lord of the harvest. Who can do it? If you can understand this revelation, your church will change. Your preaching will change. Everything will change about you. Yeah. The people will be coming. They'll be coming. I meet people in the church. I say, how long have you been in the church? Three years. I don't know the person. So I ask, do you know him? So, oh, Bishop, why not? I know you. Then I, then I apologize. I say, please forgive me. I'm a very bad pastor. Yeah. God has blown. You know when the wind blows? Stones, uh, plastic bags, everything is blown. It takes a long time. After this conference, as you send the wind, may there be confusion in your church. Yeah. Look, receive a problem in your church. The problem is that you don't have enough space. Receive it. 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 Receive a problem. Receive it. 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 the law.
Receive it. An impartation. Lift up your voice. Speak to your Lord right now. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Oh, yes. Oh. Receive it. Look at the power of God on this one. Not by much. Not by much. Not by my death. Not by my. Not by my. But by my spirit. Say the Lord. God is anointing you. God is anointing you. Receive it. God is turning you into a mega church pastor. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Jesus. Lift up your hands. When I lay my hands on you, just go back. Yes. Yes. This mountain.
believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. Opus is the Collegono main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.